Hello and welcome to Hope Radio. I'm Jill Evans, your host, and I'm really excited to share heavenly moments with you today. This is episode two, just like Hope Journey, Hope Radio. It's about reminding all of us that God is the greatest source of hope. So let me get started. This story is something that happened to me years ago. I had a music ministry and I was invited to sing at a revival in a small town. Now, the one who booked me actually said, before you get to our little community, there's a larger town right before that. I encourage you to stop. There's a Dairy Queen <laughs> and use a restroom, get food and go to the restroom. Well, I have to tell you, I was a little confused and I took those orders seriously. So that evening that we started, had that was about a two and a half hour drive. We made it an adventure. My husband and I and my parents, we all went and we stopped at Dairy Queen. When we arrived in the small community, all I remember is seeing livestock buildings. There was a park and on the four corners were four different churches, four different denominations. And what this community would do was come together for a week long revival together. Wow, it was such an honor to be there to sing out under these oak trees with hundreds of people there. Well, a year had passed and they invited me to come back and asked if there was any way I could do a couple nights at least of music. Well, sure, of course. My husband and I headed out. Before I did that, I went to my father's office and said, okay, this is the route we took, right? Yep, that's how you get there. So Mark and I started headed off, just not thinking anything, just driving along. But we're getting close to that town with the Dairy Queen, right? We knew about how many hours that was, but nothing looked familiar. In fact, the road was different. It was more of a highway instead of a two-lane road. Uh-oh. We see a Dairy Queen sign and we pulled off immediately and guess what? Not the same Dairy Queen. I go running inside and there's these young kids behind the counter and I asked them about this community. Well, if you know what deer and headlights look, that's what I got. They had no idea what I was talking about. But they said, you know, rest assured, our general manager, he's super old. He will know where it's at. Well, this guy my age in his 20s comes walking out and I asked him and he had never heard of this community. Uh Uh-oh. Well, this is before cell phones are like what we have today where you can just Google it, figure it out. Oh yeah, no, I did have what's called a bag phone. So you can tell how old the story was. So I turned around and there was two elderly women having their dinner and I walked up, excuse myself for, I didn't want to impose, but I needed some help. I asked if they knew where this community was and guess what? They were just passing through. They'd never heard of it. Oh, but they realized my situation. And one of them said, guess what? My husband is a retired colonel and we have every single printed map of the United States in the back of my Cadillac. Let's go look. Well, you know, you hear somebody say that like, uh, really? Well, we walked out to the Cadillac, she popped open the trunk and there were briefcases lined up perfectly in that trunk. And they grabbed the state, uh, briefcase. It was Illinois, grabbed that and they began to pull out multiple maps. And this little town was not on any of them until the last one. Finally, there it was. So they began to write down the directions. And guess what? I was 60 miles off. How could I have been so lost? I was there last year. I had confirmed the directions with my father. 60 miles off track. And I got a sing in about 40 minutes. Uh Uh-oh. Well, again, 
These are days before regular cell phones. We get in our black Trans Am headed the shortcut through cornfields. Well, this isn't a time when you could not Google, so I had to call information. Well, the operator answered, and I began to speak like an auctioneer, telling her I need to be singing in about 35 minutes. I'm 60 miles off. I need to reach somebody in the small town. Well, she looked it up and found a Methodist church. She said, you want me to call? Yes. So I'm listening to her ringing that church, ringing and ringing and ringing. And her voice was so calming and loving. She said, I'll stay with you. Do you want to try another number? You want me to keep ringing this number? And for whatever reason, I know now it was God. I said, let it keep ringing. Finally, someone answered the phone. And I'm just going to say this. They were a little bit irritated. They had to answer the phone. And I began telling this woman, I'm supposed to be there less than 30 minutes. I'm singing. I'm 60 miles off. Can you go over to the park? Tell them I will be late, but I'm coming. I'm really coming. Her tone instantly changed. And I'm not saying she was hateful, but you could tell she was in a rush. But her tone changed to being very calm. And she said, honey, where are you? And I'm like, I'm just flying through cornfields at this point. She said, no, I want you to get to the next county road. I want you to stop and read what is on the sign. Like, okay. So we did. We got to this county road. And what was on the sign was something like, I don't know, 239 East, something that meant nothing to me. And I hear her go, you're at my farm. What are the odds to that? She said, I'm going to give you a shortcut to get you here even faster. And I remember kind of going, I thought it was on a shortcut. She said, honey, I'll get you here faster. So now I'm writing down her instructions and we made it so much faster. But now I had to do the walk, get out of the car, hundreds of people. And the keynote speaker was some bigwig from the Indiana University. (laughs) And now I had to walk up to all these people who knew I was there last year. And now they know that I was lost. This is going to be fun. Well, the speaker saw me. He said, oh, our lost sheep has arrived. (laughs) He said, you ready to sing? Well, no, I'm not ready to sing. My heart is in my throat because we have been racing, but I had no choice. I said, sure. So I go up and guess what? As I stand up there in front of the microphone, they all begin to laugh because they know I should have known how to get there, right? Well, I started off with laughing with them and then said, all right, who is my angel that I talked with? And I looked, waiting for someone to raise their hand and nobody raised their hand. I said, no, wait a minute. That church right there, somebody answered. I happened to be by their farm. They gave me a short cut. Who was it? And they're all looking. No one. No one raised their hands. Now, in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, God, did I really speak to an angel? What happened? Well, I had no other choice but to continue my hour-long concert. But the whole time, I'm thinking, what in the world happened? How could I have gotten lost? What is going on? I had finished my last song, was getting ready to say, you know, thank you. I know I messed up. (laughs) But something came over me. Something was God. And I didn't audibly hear him say this. But he said, sing one more song, Nearer My God to Thee. You know that great song, that hymn? Well, here's the thing. I didn't have a backtrack for that. If I was going to sing, I was going to have to do it only with my voice alone. But I knew I had to do it. 
So I asked him, I said, hey, do you mind if I sing just one more song? I feel led to do this. Of course. I mean, I had the microphone. What were they going to (laughs) say? So I began to sing Near My God to Thee. Now, this is so hard to explain what happened next. But I had mentioned before, there's these huge oak trees. And it was like they were just blowing in the wind, almost in rhythm to what I was singing. My voice was not my normal voice. My voice was a voice that I would only pray to reach that quality. But I knew it was a Holy Spirit in me that was singing and helping me. And so I am taking in all this moment, this God-given moment and enjoying it. And then I noticed her. There was a woman who was walking up from the parked cars, and I could see from the distance that she was crying. And so I kind of kept looking in that direction beyond the hundreds of people. And then she was leaning against a tree, and I could see she was emotional. And the song was over. But the story isn't over. As I finished the whole concert and that part of it, everyone began to walk over to the ice cream social, but you know, they had to come up to me and give me our time saying, we will leave breadcrumbs for you for tomorrow night to get here. We will put yellow ribbons along the trees so you can get here tomorrow night. It was quite funny. But as people were passing by and making their comments, I could see she was getting closer and closer until it was only myself, my husband, and her. And she said, I am the one you talked with. Why was so excited? I began to just reach for her and hug her. And she said, I need to tell you something. So I knew I needed to just sit back and listen. She said, you don't know this about us, me. You've never met me. But we've been doing this revival in the park for decades. Our family, what we do, is always get the musician every year. And as I would raise my children, this was a part of our family tradition coming to this revival. And my daughter loved the musician. She, anytime anybody was playing, singing, whatever they were doing, she'd be dancing, spinning in her dress and loving or on the front row listening to the music. And I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. And then I could see her face completely changed. She said, just a few years ago, my daughter was hit by a drunk driver and killed. Wow, I'm so sorry. She said, I've been so angry at God. Why did he allow this to happen? What is happening? Why? Why would he take my sweet baby girl? And I've been mad. So since that happened, I haven't been part of the revival, meaning I haven't come to the park. I haven't been part of getting the musician. I haven't sat and listened to the speaker all week. I do my part. I'm over there in that church and I'll wash dishes and I'll do what's needed over there, but I'm not stepping foot into this park. I'm angry at God. And then tonight, the phone was ringing. She said, I didn't have time to answer that phone. I had to go pick up my son from soccer. But the phone kept ringing and ringing and ringing. And so I got this nudge I have to answer. And then it was you. And I could see that you needed me. And then you told me I had to go to the park to tell him I was coming. I hadn't stepped foot there. And then you tell me you're at my farm and I can get you here faster. Well, I went to the park, told him you're coming. And then I left. I wouldn't stand. I went and picked up my son. I was going to just go on home. 
But then I started thinking, okay, God, what are you up to? She was at my farm. I was in the church. I had to go to the park. What do you want? She dropped her son at home and came back. She said she got out of the car. She could see that I was singing. And she heard me say, I feel led to do one more song. Do you mind? And you began to sing without any music behind you. Near my God to thee. I said, yes. She said, that is the one and only song that was played at my daughter's funeral. Because that was her favorite hymn. Now tears are streaming. And she said, this which will never leave my mind and my ears or my heart. She said, God used you to be lost so that I could be found. Think about that. God used me to be lost so she could be brought back home. Now, God has a sense of humor. (laughs) We'd been there before. But think about how confusion, he allowed confusion, how he allowed all these different things to happen, even the operator, even the thought of me saying, no, keep, let it ring, let it ring. Me being by her farm, me singing her daughter's song. Now, folks, if that is not hope that God will do anything and everything to bring us home, to bring us hope and to encourage us in our life. Oh boy. I mean, this story represents that, right? I know this was a longer version of my hope radio and now heavenly moments, but isn't it worth it to hear what God will do? Well, I hope you've been blessed and remember to be a blessing to others. And if this story can touch somebody else's life, I encourage you to share it. Well, Thanks for listening to Hope Radio. Heavenly Moments, I'm Jill, and I cannot wait until episode three. Bye for now.